Welcome to the Banega Swasth India podcast. Our focus is on creating a holistic and healthy India for each and everyone. Our goal is sampurna swasthya or as we call it lakshya sampurna swasthya ka where citizens, individuals, society and governments work together to ensure health for all. As we enter a brand new year it's important that we have some fresh goals and we focus on innovations and whenever we talk about goals innovations um new technology we have to really enable the youth and there's one bengaluru based organization which is doing exactly that the organization is called 1m1b which stands for 1 million for 1 billion it's united nations accredited a non profit organization and they enable youth to bring a change in the future as well or rather be that change now what they do is they activate 1 million leaders that can help 1 billion of the population that we have and joining us for a conversation will be manav subodh he's a co-founder of 1m1b and he's working uh, to enable the youth uh, to become the future ready problem solvers as well now we'll be joined by him and other than him there'll be four youth leaders as well now they have represented india at the un but of course we have to start with the man himself mr manav subodh a very warm welcome thanks for talking to us um, the first question has to be that how did you start 1m1b what was the inspiration behind it when did the idea really crop in your head Uh, well the inspiration was to get young people early in the discussion for uh, development of india so many young people they don't get an opportunity till very late in life i mean they have to do university they have to do their you know whatever they have to prove their credentials and there's a like a no uh, kind of a quick way for young people to have a conversation to have a seat on the table on matters that matters to india it might be development it might be economic reforms it could be climate action so the real uh, idea of 1m1b is to identify young talent of india quite early as early as in high school and give them kind of a real um, you know a fast track um, um, a, fa- a fast track uh, ability and fast track uh, place to so that they can they can be with the, uh, with with the united nation they can be with people who matter they can be part of the conversation so that's what we are really trying to do and one of the big requirements is that uh, as you develop the solution for india um it should benefit really benefit at least 10 people uh, and 10 looks very small number but 10 you know 10 girls going to college or going back to school because of your initiative is a big impact so we believe small is the new big create a small impact show that it matters to somebody you're solving a pain point and um, and that's how you get into the program there have been many other projects and students who've gone at UN to represent India and we have one of those bright minds Ananya Malde joining us and she went there with her project Pragati a very warm welcome now you tell us what Pragati is all about um project Pragati is mainly for reducing school dropouts due to periods that happen in rural areas so i found out that every year in india 23 million girls drop out of school just because they get that period and this is a very shocking statistic so um i decided to do something to change this i was aware that um girls dropouts happen in rural areas but i didn't know that the contributing factor was uh, mainly periods because to me um i always thought of it as a natural 
bodily process, a biological process that happens for everyone. So it shouldn't like be a reason for these school dropouts, and it shouldn't be a reason for children to like forego their education because um, if one girl drops out now, then this can have implications for so many future generations because that's going to continue the chain of um, a patriarchal society in India and have lots of implications for the whole family. But when you go to these rural areas, you must be having some curriculum uh, via which you educate these girls. If you can yes. take us through that. Yeah, so actually, so my project is primarily based in uh, my native place, which is Gujarat. Um, and in Gujarat, specifically in Kutch. So I decided to make my own curriculum on menstrual health in the local language. And for this, I took surveys of about 75 girls or 100 girls in um, rural Gujarat. And I also spoke to the Sarpanch of three villages there. And that gave me insights on what problems they are facing. And I was able to make this curriculum. So using this curriculum, I've educated about 1,020 girls still now. Um, And that is across like many villages in Kutch, many schools, and also many areas there. They don't even have schools. So I had to like, um, you know, go individually to their housing, to their settlements and like gather them up in groups and give my awareness sessions to them. So that's what I did. Um, also in terms of distribution of sanitary pads, I started an online fundraiser in March of 2021 and, um, I've been raising funds. It's been a long process, but it's been going on and I've raised about six lakh rupees till now. And using that, um, so far I've distributed 30,000 compostable sanitary napkins. Well, you're working on uh, several causes in one project. That's very impressive. And in the end, I want to ask the future that you think your project has. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to take it? And also, uh, do you expect a, a mass scale change in the society via Pragati? Um, in terms of Project Pragati, I think spreading education about menstruation, that is what's most important because that takes away some of the stigma that's associated with it. Because you, when you understand what it is, you know it's just a biological process. You know it's natural. You know, that's kind of what a lot of people don't know. So my plan is to identify young girls from these schools and um, enable them to conduct their own awareness sessions within their schools. So that could be um, through me sending over my curriculum to them. And I would also kind of talk to them and teach them how to conduct these sessions. And they can then prepare like the next set of students. Um, And I'm also looking at potentially installing um, vending machines for sanitary pads and also pad manufacturing units in villages. Joining us, another talented mind is Aniket Kalagara with his project right here. He has actually... Uh, you know, created an impact and it comes from a space of personal experience. So Aniket, my first question has to be, um, what is it and how did you think of it? And let me also address the fact that the project deals with the mental health issues. So um, at a young age, I was bullied um, uh, at the age of about seven to eight years old. When I lived in the US, I was extremely bullied due to my height and my weight. Along with that, um, as a teenager as well, I faced this stress, this constant need, the pressure to be perfect. And that pressure is something which has led me um, to want to start this project. As I know so many teenagers around me and so many of my friends, um, all of them, they feel this need to be perfect and this this 
this requirement to always be at the best, to be the, the, the topper of the next examination. So I think this personal story led me to start my project. So my target audience is youth age 10 to 18, and it aims to spread awareness about the issue of pressure of perfection in youth aged in that age group. Okay, but how do you address uh, this? So what uh, we do is that we spread awareness through mental health workshops uh, with, uh, uh, with the help of a psychiatrist. Um, we've had multiple workshops and these workshops have impacted over 200 plus families. We also have, um, we've also spread around a brochure about parent and children relationships, uh, which has aimed uh, to also spread awareness about, you know, related issues to pressure perfection. I've had people come back to me and say, you know, because of this workshop, I was able to go back to my mom and say, you know, I actually can speak to them and I actually can um, tell them that I'm facing this issue. I'm facing this pressure. And I think that impact is what I really need, whether it's from just one person or 10 people. I think that, you know, someone coming back to me and saying that they've actually, you know, gone back and used what they would have taught them in the workshops. That is something which I feel is very grateful. Another talented youngster, another bright project. A very warm welcome, Meghna Narayanan. Uh, her project, Abaya, is quite impressive as she addresses the issues of accessibility of, me uh, of medical and life insurance for marginalized communities. Right. So it actually started from a uh, story that is very close to me. So a domestic worker called Mala, who used to work in my apartment complex, um, her husband actually suffered from unforeseen brain damage. And this left them with immense financial burden in the form of medical costs and loss of income. And because of this, it inspired me to research a little bit more on the state of insurance in the country. And I found out that 90% of India's poorest don't have any access to insurance and live under constant threat of financial burden due to insufficient coverage. And that's why I started my project. Wow. And, and which communities are you targeting here? I'm mainly targeting workers below the poverty line. So um, mainly domestic workers from all sorts of communities. The thing is, my uh, the existing government schemes are very comprehensive and provide a lot of coverage. And But the issue is that these underprivileged lack the awareness and literacy to avail these schemes. And that's why my project sort of bridges the gap. I help conduct awareness sessions on insurance. And I also personally go and enroll these workers under these schemes. So I started off with life insurance. So I mainly avail government insurance policies for these domestic workers. I identified two life and disability insurance policies. I enrolled around 105 domestic workers under these. And another thing I did was identify and pinpoint a health insurance policy that was specific to the state of Andhra Pradesh. And I insured women working in a tailoring unit under that scheme as well. And I also conducted a fundraiser through which I raised money and purchased COVID-19 insurance for around 259 sanitation workers. In the future, I would like to build teams in different states of the country. And each team will focus on availing all India and state-specific insurance policies for residents of their specific states. I would also like to partner with more NGOs and organizations that are in close connection with beneficiaries. Uh, this will help expand my geographical outreach and will also help sustain the project. And now our last guest for this video, Anvita Kolipara, very warm welcome. And we'll be talking about her project, Soul Edu, which she presented at UN. And this is an initiative 
that informs the rural population about usage and benefits of solar power. A very warm welcome once again. Uh, Anvita, first, if you can take us through your project, a brief introduction, please. Yeah, so my name is Anvita Kalipara. I'm a 16-year-old who goes to the International School of Hyderabad, and I was chosen as one of the speakers at 1M1B's Activate Impact Summit at the United Nations headquarters in New York for my project, Project Soleju. Project Soleju essentially conducts workshops for rural children between the ages of 10 to 15 across villages in India on solar power, and we also provide these children with access to solar-powered lamps that they build themselves. What really the factor that made me realize this was when I moved from America to India. Um, when I moved, I saw a huge disparity in access to basic resources, such as not only energy, but also like food and water. And especially when I visited my grandparents who live in a rural village in Andhra Pradesh, Telangana, I really saw this disparity. I saw frequent power cuts and I saw the effects that they've had on so many rural children. For example, rural children weren't even able to do things as simple as study at night. And that's when I knew that I had to make a change. So our plan of action is initially a four-stage plan of action. Our first stage is through national and small-scale workshops in rural villages, um, where we just go to schools and conduct workshops on the importance of solar power, which is especially crucial taking India's energy context into consideration. And then we go on to actually conducting, um, providing these solar-powered lamps, small solar-powered lamps to rural children for them to build themselves. And in the future, and very soon, actually, we are planning on installing complete solar power systems to communal study places, such as schools in these rural villages, so that we would have consistent energy, not only throughout the day, but also access at night for students to study in case they do lose energy. You intend to install solar power uh, uh, in the educational institutions as well, which is the area you're trying to cover? Uh, yeah, so essentially, right now, we're currently just providing them with small solar-powered lamps for rural children. However, soon, we are going into um, providing these schools in rural areas with complete solar power systems, um, and also helping them maintain these solar panels themselves. And we're not only doing this in places such as South India, since that's where I'm from, but also in other parts such as the Northeast, for example, we've started our collaboration with the Sunbird Trust. And in the Northeast, sometimes children go two to three days at a stretch without energy. So, and this is multiple times a month. So the energy context is much, much worse there. So we're working towards providing complete solar power systems for students and schools in the Northeast. That's it on the Banegas First India podcast this week. If you have comments, queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future, write to us on bsipodcast at ndtv.com. Remember, BSI stands for Banega Swast India. You can also connect with us on Banega Swast India handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and continue the conversation through the week. This is Arun Singh signing off. Stay healthy, stay safe.